A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. Today, we've got a great parking compliance story. But first, a story from Ancient Educator 76. I'm not leaving till the cops come. I'll start off by saying that this happened before. I work in a drive-thru and this particular evening a lady, loosely defined, ordered some fries. She came to the window and received her fries, only to find the drive-thru order taker, I was collecting that night, taking an order. She was somehow appalled by this because she was trying to get her attention to let her know that her fries are salty. Things escalated very quickly as she was throwing french fries through the window yelling, Hello, witch, hello, taking the rest of her food and throwing it at us too. The manager Dave came to the window to see what was the matter. These fries are too salty, I want a refund now. She was eating the fries and throwing the rest of them at us repeatedly. All I could do was stand there slack-jawed while this all happened. Dave said he wasn't giving her a refund. If she was pissed before, she was livid now. She lost her ever-loving mind. Demanded a refund on food she threw all over the place. Seriously, it looked like Cookie Monster anytime he eats just food flying everywhere. Gallagher would be impressed. I'm not leaving till the cops come. The cops came alright. Dave knew the situation. He knew that this always ends in a customer being trespassed at least, or leaving in handcuffs at most. So Dave not only welcomed the cops, but he encouraged it, almost begging her to call the cops. He even told her, it's not going to go the way you think it's going to go. This was an at most day, as she held up the line for 20 minutes. The cops hauled her butt off faster than a June bug on a hamster wheel, or insert any other hillbilly saying that means super fast. If you thought she was livid before, she's whatever 10 degrees past that is right about now. Usually your clientele when you work fast food usually isn't very redeeming already, let alone having to deal with somebody who literally acts like the most rowdy third grader that starts a food fight. Could a fast food restaurant mess up your order bad enough to ever make you angry enough to literally throw the food at them? Like what if they burnt everything, tossed the bag into your car window and said, have fun loser? Would you be angry enough then to throw the food back at them? I'd like to know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from Rev Jerusalem. Lazy screw-ups? Well, yes, but don't say it out loud. This all happened about a decade ago, so I'll be very light on the dialogue and the details are somewhat fuzzy. I did my IT apprenticeship at a vocational school. We were eight people in our year, seven guys and a girl. Three of us are relevant for this, Jane, Joe, and me. Names changed, of course. We were supposed to do a project, basically designing a school lesson with a presentation and a test. We were split into teams of two and were informed about six weeks before. Joe and me were a team. Don't ask me why someone thought this was a good idea. We were not known for our discipline or work ethics. All the other teams were on and off working on this when time allowed, and Jane always said things like, you'll never get this done or you will screw this up. And her worst mistake, prove me wrong. We just ignored her, for the most part, but that last one, now that stuck. She was always a bit abrasive, and being one of two girls around a bunch of nerds, all across three years in our big office, 
I get why. So one day, Joe has a brainwave and asks, Hey OP, when do we have our presentation? I had no idea at that point. Luckily, our instructor informed us tomorrow. First, we panicked and had no idea what to do while Jane was laughing. So after Joe and I calmed down a bit, we went for a mad scramble. Joe went for the content side of the project and scratched together everything that might be relevant for our presentation. I went for a room in a Beamer. The Beamer was easy, that was already reserved 6 weeks ago, because the guy dealing with landing those out just reserved them for the days of our presentations beforehand. He didn't want any problems or work laid at his feet, so the room then. I ran to the admin office because at this point it was like 15 minutes before they would close. I went in begging and apologizing, I needed a room for the next day. The lady was somewhat shocked but willing to help, though hope was basically non-existent. And by some cosmic intervention our English teacher came in, all around good guy, willing and able to help. We had a room. So for the next trick, I sprinted across the campus finding the people who we were supposed to hold the presentation for and informed them of the location. They were doing some stuff outside and were somewhat surprised to see a 250 pound IT guy sprinting across a hill. And then back to the office and informing Joe that I've worked several miracles. Jane was still not convinced we could pull it off and let us know as much. The next part was creating a presentation and test with all the accoutrements. We were done by 3am and had created a masterpiece, or so we thought in our delirium, but it was all done to the requirements we had. The next day, 8am, we start. First round was of course a bit rough around the edges, but bribing the group with cookies and whatnot helped. So we went through our four planned events over the next three-ish weeks, all the while Jane throwing shade every chance she got. At this point it was somewhat annoying, things like, I'm sure it's bad and you'll never get a good grade. We'd pulled out all the stops, there was no way we would fail this. We knew what we had to do, and we did it. The last part was creating a package containing all the fun stuff, like the presentation, the test, test scores, attendance lists, evaluation, and I'm sure some things that I forgot. So a day after our last presentation, we went to work on all that, with Jane in the background with her usual comments. After a few hours of polishing and me finding some of the good folders, Joe and I were the guys who usually were out and about the campus to fix computer problems, so we knew just about everyone. And with just a little sweet talk to the office communications people, we had those folders and pretty Excel tables. So just before lunch, we dropped the packages off with our instructor who was baffled and thought he wouldn't see our package for at least four weeks and it would be garbage. After lunch, it all came together. Jane thought we must have handed in some subpar junk, reflecting our lack of work. Then our instructor called us all together, holding one of our packages. Joe and I thought, this can't be good, and Jane said as much, smiling from ear to ear. First, he passed the package around, so we sat there sweating bullets. I mean, yeah, we did the work and all, but we were also convinced we barely got a passing grade. Life is full of what-ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs, no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Jane and her partner passed it over like, I don't have to look at it to know that it's garbage. Then our instructor said the most beautiful words Joe and I had heard throughout the entire thing. This is how it's supposed to be done. Jane had a minor breakdown. The grand finale was two weeks later, after our department director had reviewed all of the packages and the groups we held the presentations for had had their say. Joe and I got 100%. We were the first ones to ever do that. We also were only the fifth year to have had to have done it in the first place. Jane had another minor breakdown with her and her partner, only having scored 90%. Clearly the thing to focus on here is people who are lazy or don't do necessarily well in class, a good chunk of them just deal with lack of motivation. I feel like a good chunk of them mostly stem from a lack of motivation or interest in trying. You rile somebody up and you give them more than enough reason to prove you wrong? Well, you might have just sparked some of that actual motivation. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from VikingZX. What are you going to do? Go there instead? Why yes? A story on here the other day about a big box electronic superstore with yellow and blue branding reminded me of my own experience with one of their stores and how they forever ended up on my low priority list. Back in the waning days of college, I like many was playing a lot of Halo and in the last year the standalone and admittedly overpriced expansion of Halo ODST had been released. I kept an eye on the sales and lo and behold my patience paid off. A flyer in the mail from Walmart advertising ODST at a low price of $40 or something like that. However, I didn't go to Walmart. I lived much closer to said yellow and blue superstore, and they did price matching. So I walked into the best store, flyer in hand, grabbed a copy of ODST, which was still $60 there, and headed to the checkout. At checkout, I asked if they did price matching, was informed that they did and then presented the flyer full of game ads showing ODST for $40. 
The person behind the counter immediately got a sour-faced look, and without missing a beat told me, That's not a real flyer. I replied that it was, we'd gotten it in the mail, and it was legitimate. No, I was told, you're lying. That's not a real flyer, you'll pay $60. I say, so you're not price matching. They say it's not a real flyer, Walmart isn't selling this for $40. I replied that it was their flyer, and I did not appreciate being told I was a liar. With a sick smile, the cashier tells me, then I'll call and prove you're lying. They pick up the phone without dialing a single button, say, Walmart. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, there's someone here claiming you're selling ODST for $40. Are you? Uh Uh-huh. Thanks. I'll tell them. They put the phone down and say, she said you're a slimy little liar. At this point, I lost my cool. They'd not touched any buttons. There had been nothing from the phone. I don't know what their problem was to this day, but I'd had it. You didn't talk to them, was my reply. I was assured that they did, and they didn't appreciate that I was now calling them a liar, and so I could choose to buy it at the best store, or I could buy it at Walmart, but either way, I was paying $60. Now, older me at that point would have called corporate, because whatever their problem was, it was insane what they were doing and saying. Younger me, though, I'm still obstinate. Fine then, I said. Keep it. I'll go buy it there. The sour face magnified a hundredfold. Don't do that, it'll just be the same price. Then I guess I'll just pay that then. I walked out the door like they'd offered and drove to the local Walmart, where to my utter lack of shock, $40 like the flyer had said. Bought it, took it home, and didn't set foot in that best store for years. I still don't give them any business I can avoid. I don't know what the cashier's problem was that night, but I did as they offered and went and bought it somewhere else. I just so desperately wish OP was one of those ultra petty people that just takes the receipt with them back over to the best store and shows them that they weren't being a liar the entire time. I would love to have known how that cashier would have reacted in that situation. And our final story of the day is from Carl the Well Endowed. No, that is not a company spot, that is my spot. When I started at my new company, we had used all assigned parking spots in the adjacent parking garage, and I was given a spot in a building a couple of blocks away. When I got in early one morning and had to be let in by security, as the building was not yet unlocked, I talked with the security guard briefly and this started a bit of a friendship. After a week or so, he asked why I always came through the front door instead of through the parking garage and I explained my situation. He ended up giving me one of the extra spots that was assigned to the security staff. I was only allowed to park there Monday to Thursday as they needed the spot for cleaning crews on Friday. This spot is only about 20 feet from the pedestrian bridge to the building, so it's a pretty nice setup. We also have two company visitor spots in the same adjacent lot. However, they're on the top floor, along with the rest of the spots assigned to our company, exposed to the sun and require walking down three flights to get to the pedestrian bridge. We've had a senior engineer visiting from a different office for the last two weeks, parking in the visitor's spot. On Tuesday, we went to our cars together and he saw where I was parked. Well, when I got to work yesterday, he was already in my parking spot. I headed up to one of the visitor spots and let him know that he needed to move his vehicle out of my spot or his car might be towed. 
were right downtown and have many people who park in this garage without permission. He told me that it was fine, don't worry about it, it was a company parking spot, and that he could just stay in the visitor spot. I told him that I really did not think that was a good idea and tried to explain, but he brushed me off. I followed up with an email letting him know that the spot was not leased by our company, but that I just had permission to park there until the spot opened in the garage. I parked in my assigned spot in the other parking garage. Bossman does not like non-visitors parking in the visitor's spot, so I was not about to stay there and didn't worry about it, just like I was told. Well, come lunchtime, senior engineer comes storming back into the office. Apparently, security guards saw that the vehicle parked in my spot was not my crappy Civic, but rather a Tesla, and decided to have the vehicle towed. Not exactly sure what came of this, and I bet I'll find out later today, but I'm happy that I sent the cover your butt email as the senior engineer outranks me by a considerable margin, and I do not need someone thinking that I left him high and dry out of spite. I should know that while we have spots assigned to our company, each vehicle gets assigned its own spot. Occasionally we'll have people park in our assigned spots and security will call our office to confirm if this is someone we're allowing to park there or if this is someone parking improperly. So if it had been a company spot, senior engineer's assumption would have been correct. We got no such call and the security guard does not have my personal number. I just hope that none of this falls back on the person that was letting OP stay in that spot, cause I'm not sure if it was or not, but it seemed like kind of just a informal agreement. I'd hate to see some jerk go and park somewhere they're not supposed to be, and the main result is some innocent person is the one getting grief for it. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely crazy compliance story, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.